Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tom Ackerman. Hour number two, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Thanks for being with us. If you want to go back to our interviews from last hour, our tribute to Mike Shannon, the interview that Travis Ford conducted with Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr., and our visit, a good one, and we thank him very much, with Tom Stillman of the St. Louis Blues, the head of their ownership group, the chairman and governor of the team. This hour, it's sporting director Lutz Fannensteel, followed by a number of interviews we think you're really going to enjoy, Joey Logano, Lydia Olmsted, and the one and only Bill Bradley. But first... A visit with Lutz every 11 o'clock hour at the start. We visited with the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. This one in particular was an important one and a good one. It was right before the team's home opener at City Park. St. Louis City SC for the first time ever. Right here at its new home in downtown St. Louis. Now, Y98 presents 90 and 60. A look back at St. Louis City's first ever home opener against Charlotte FC. Bobby Sisney, a diving save. Charlotte trying to go to the ice cream and custard stand here, and they will. 1-0 Charlotte. City's going to have to battle back once again. Two with the left foot looking for class. Tip by Charlotte. It's in. Ready. And he got it. Top shelf. What a moment. It's stolen away by Klaus. And Klaus scores. City lead 3-1. And there it is. It is a 3-1 St. Louis City SC winner. This has been 90 and 60. City SC travels to Portland to take on the Timbers. This coming Saturday, pregame at 9, kick at 9.30 on Y98 St. Louis. And with that, we bring in the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, Lutz Fannensteel. Lutz, congratulations on the win. And when you hear those highlights, what do you feel? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, I mean, uh, yesterday the energy uh, already before the game in the stadium, in the city, and then obviously uh, getting transported onto the field, coming out as a winner. Again, uh, I think it was definitely. Uh, another very special moment. And for me, it was a little bit, uh, you know, like uh, football's coming home. I thought we did bring it home yesterday. Uh, we somehow also confirmed uh, that the win last week in Austin was not some kind of fluke or beginner's luck. I think uh, we, we played good enough football yesterday to also deserve that second win in a row. 
I hear that. You absolutely did play well enough to win, and you're now 2-0, and just the fourth expansion team in MLS history to start a season 2-0, and and you do it in dramatic fashion. Is it a bit of a relief as well, do you think, for everybody to get this one under your belt and now embark on this journey that you know is going to be long? Yeah, definitely. You know, the first home game in the stadium, I think there is a, a certain pressure there, even if you don't, if you talk yourself into it, that it, you don't have any pressure. It's there because you want to show the people here after waiting for 17 years for that moment uh, that we can do it and that we want to do it. And if you looked at the first few minutes, uh, you know, there was definitely a, a little bit of nerves there. Um, uh, the players didn't look that comfortable, but which was, which was pretty normal. Having said that, after they settled in, I think uh, you could feel that relief on the field as well as, I think, with the coaching staff and myself. And from then on, uh, till we conceded that, that, that counter goal, I think we played some really, really good football and, and should have been up early enough in the game. Uh, unfortunately, we missed it, and, and then it became a game once Charlotte scored. Absolutely. And then... Uh, When Klaus scored to make it 3-1, the place erupted, and they knew that victory was near. Berkey made a save to keep it 3-1, and the final whistle, 3-1, the final against Charlotte. Uh, Just focusing on Klaus, he had an opportunity in the first five minutes of the game. He had uh, another one that was stopped in the 59th minute, and then he got the goal to put you up two. He's so big and so agile and has so much skill um, he's going to be really someone to watch, among others, isn't he, Lutz? Yeah, I mean, you know, two games, two goals, uh, clear message, uh, I think, to the rest of the league that, that he's a guy you have to watch. I mean, I took him as an 18-year-old boy when he was still a kid to Hoffenheim. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know him since literally in the first footsteps of professional football. So I know what, what he's capable of. And again, you know, yesterday, Tom, the work rate he, he put in uh, after working that first chance, which which just missed, uh, but then always got really, really good into pressing moments, was always available, made some deep runs, always waiting for these long balls to play and put his body on the line. And then uh, if you looked at that finish in the 70s minute, you know, he doesn't really play like a Brazilian. He doesn't look like a Brazilian either on the field. But once he gets that opportunities, then he's there and he scores. And yesterday I had a little bit of, I think it was a Brazilian finish because it was uh, technically an amazing, an amazing finish. Your midfielder, Blome, is some player. I mean, he creates a lot for his teammates. He blows up tackles. He is something special, isn't he? I I can't take my eyes off him. Yeah, you know, Blom uh, still uh, uh, needs to get a little bit adjusted to, to to U.S. football. I mean, that's normal because he played all his all his life, his young career in the South African League, where you have a little bit more time on the ball. But when it comes to interceptions, when it comes to tackles, when it comes to actually winning the ball, uh, that's amazing. His numbers, his statistics there are, are really also uh, something to, to look at. So he's that hardworking player. I always said I want to have a monster. You know, I want to have a killer, a warrior next to, next to Eduard Leuven. And that's exactly what we got with Blom. There are so many on this team. We could go all day talking about individual players, but I want to circle back to your captain, Roman Berkey, and what he means to this group, and Tim Parker, for that matter, uh, who is assisting him in the captaincy, and what that means to a group of players, uh, Lutz, who are young and hungry and want to be successful and how they try to balance it out. Yeah, you know, that was... uh, uh 
the last few times we spoke, uh, you know, I always said we want to have that, that, that hungry way of football with lots of young players, a very young squad. If you look at what came again from the bench, you know, it's, it's, it's youngsters, it's kids, which that is what we want. But then you need to have this one, two, three players which have a certain level of experience, which have been there and they've done it. And I think with Roman Burki, when he was called in action yesterday, late in the game with that save in the second half, it was extremely important. Looking at Tim Parker, the way he marshals his defense, also the way he barks, literally barks instructions to the players, the loudest voice I ever heard in professional football. Uh, you know, that, that's two, two key players. That's two leaders in the back who really um, also control the pace, but also control the emotions of a very, very young squad. And it's extremely important to have these guys uh, around the youngsters to see them as role models every day in the training session, but also, of course, at games. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, I think, a key to success to have these players involved. This is Lutz Vandersteel, the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. We will talk to him every Sunday here on KMOX and every Monday at 9.35 tomorrow morning. We'll hear from head coach Bradley Carnell, but if you could... Take us behind the scenes with your coach. You brought him along. He had the MLS experience. How is he doing? Uh, and what have the two of you discussed following this tremendous victory at home, 3-1 to one over Charlotte? I mean, we are basically talking the whole day, to be honest, <laughs> the, the whole week. Uh, so it, it was no different from, from preseason or even last year when we were still in the next pro. The communication is always the same that we're talking literally first thing in the morning and, and last thing in the evening and then in the course of the day as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's for Bradley, of course, it's, uh, it's also a very emotional time. I mean, it's, it's his first job as a head coach. And I think the start he had uh, is unbelievable. As you said, it's not many teams who manage that. Uh, uh, lots of expansion teams decided to go for a very experienced older coach who was running the show for many, many years before. Uh, I knew that uh, Bradley will be the guy I want to have here because I know exactly that he understands the football I want to play. He grew up in this system. He he loves to play the pressing and counter-pressing. He was like that as a player. And he transformed his playing style into his coaching style. And that just fits literally perfect to the club's idea. It fits to our philosophy. It fits to St. Louis. It fits to the Midwest. And I think uh, that grinding out games like yesterday that's what Bradley enjoys. Also, lots of nice tactical changes. Also, a little tactical adjustment from last week's game with a complete different opponent. So, so far, I think uh, Bradley can uh, uh, sit in his, in, in his chair and, and, and smile and, and be very, very proud. But knowing him, you know, I think he put the green tag uh, yesterday on, the, on that game. And I think uh, from 2 a.m. onwards, when he's probably still watch Portland, the highlights of Portland, I think his mindset is already out for this week and the upcoming game. So he's, um, yeah, I would call it uh, uh, addicted to success, addicted to work, uh, and, and that's exactly why he's here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how good is Portland, Lutz? You know, uh, definitely a very good team. Um, uh, again, they are the big favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling when I'm saying it because uh, if I look back in the last two weeks, I think everybody is the big favorite against us, and I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. So let's just keep it that way. Um, I watched them in Coachello because they were there at the same time at the training camp where they looked fantastic. 
I think that a decent start in the season beating Kansas uh, deserved. And, uh, and and also yesterday against LAFC, against the current champion, I think they had a hard-fought game. So it's definitely a team which comes over lots of great individual players. But they also have, you know, the, the, the fans there are really, really good. I played during my Vancouver Whitecaps time as a player. I love to play in Portland because the atmosphere was always crazy. I'm really looking forward to meet the Timbers Army again uh, because it's it's somehow it's a little bit emotional for me as well because I played there so many times. But uh, it's one of the big guns uh, in the Western Conference. It's one of the teams which are, which are huge tradition in the league. So um, yeah, we're trying our best again. We will fight and uh, we're trying to find a way to 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 pick something up there. Of course. Yeah, it's pretty fun to think about, isn't it? And, and I wonder. Uh, you know, I don't know how much you paid attention to it or not, but it, when the experts will start to walk back some of their comments about St. Louis City SC's talent level. Well, you know, I didn't really care much when they said it the first place. Well, I don't really, I mean, our our media boss, Chonga, Chonga Baroni, actually put it right in front of me, I think, to, to, to get me a little bit fired up, which worked very well. Um, but I don't really, you know, it's it's no point for me to look at it in the first place. So I don't look now when they when they when they stepping back a bit. The truth in the end of the day, Tom is always on the field. It will be it was yesterday on the field. It will be next year on the field. And we are an expansion team. We have to accept that. Um, but uh, we know what we can do. We know our talent level. And the most important thing, we know what we are capable as a team. That we will work hard. That if we can really. Uh, rely on each other, that uh, that we're going to work for each other. And as I said, lots of people coming up now to me as well and talk about the DPs and the DP here. You know, it's not about Klaus. It's not about Leuven. It's it's about the whole team. Everybody on the field yesterday, everybody on the bench puts exactly the same effort in as everybody else. So I, I just simply don't like this idea to keep on talking about the DP status. We are, we, we are St. Louis City SC. We are a team. We're enjoying it. And everybody, everybody helps each other out. That is what it's all about. And that is what we want to be seen for as a team. That's right. Uh, let the fans take care of all the other stuff. They are very smart. They are very exuberant. And they love, love around here, the underdog role. They embrace it. So they'll take care of that end for you, Lutz. Continued success to you. Congratulations on a terrific win. And we'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you very much. Talk to you next week. Talk to you then. Lutz, Fan, and Steel. Always great to hear from Lutz, Fan, and Steel. When we come back, Joey Logano, the defending champion of the Enjoy Illinois 300, visited with us just before the start of NASCAR's race at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Back after this, Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We're back on this Christmas Eve, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Great to be with you. I'm Tom Ackerman. Our producer is Drew Young. And this is our visit with Joey Logano, at the time the defending champion of the Enjoy Illinois 300. What a run this has been for Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, as we come up on the third NASCAR Cup race this coming year, 2024. We take a look back at a very proud and very impressed driver, Joey Logano. 
Welcome back to KMOX. You know, Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, told me, hey, can you do a live hit from the stadium and see if you can grab a guest? I said, well, I'll do my best. Uh, how about the defending champion of the Enjoy Illinois 300? That would be Joey Logano. It's great to have you in St. Louis. We are one month out from this race. How about that? Yeah, we're almost back, and uh, I'm excited to be back in town, at least for today. And uh, get to check out the track here earlier. Everything's looking good, and um, yeah, some good renovations going on inside the garage areas to help the fan experience some, and ready to go back and try to win it again. Went so well. You were very impressed with the operation of the race. Yeah, it was. I, I thought it was a huge win for the sport, and obviously for St. Louis and, and, and the racetrack out here, um, mainly because it was such a great event. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right, like the race was great, and obviously we won, and that was fun and probably extra special for me. But I thought for all the fans, it was a great experience because it wasn't just a race; it was a total event. They had concerts before the race, they had concerts after the race. They had stuff going on for for people to do and stay entertained all day long, right? So if you get there early uh, to beat traffic, there was stuff to do, right? You didn't have to just sit there and wait. And so I think uh, the, the the whole facility did a fantastic job at taking the opportunity of having a NASCAR Cup Series race in St. Louis and knocking it out of the ballpark. It was the first time that we had NASCAR Cup drivers on that track. And I remember Saturday was a big day for everybody because we wanted to see how do the drivers think? What do they, how do they react? It was a good reaction, wasn't it, the day before? Oh yeah, they did a great job at the track. I mean, I remember coming here years and years ago for an Xfinity race. Um, and that was the first time back in 10 plus years for me. And so just getting some laps back on the racetrack, you know, obviously pavement was different from then. so. Had some things that were, were new, and uh, you know, I think on Saturday we all enjoyed it, but it, the true test is the race, right? And so, uh, Sunday, I think the race showed it to be a good race. You know, turns one and two got really wide, which is as a driver, you kind of want that, it gives you options so you can move around the racetrack, try to pass cars. Uh, a lot of strategy options, as there's quite a few cautions throughout the race, and then a green white checker overtime finish, right? Like, what else could you ask for? Uh, with the pass coming to the white flag, pretty cool. You and Kyle Busch, and uh, you joined Kyle Busch last year as multiple NASCAR Cup champions. 
what an experience. What a year. Yeah, it, it definitely was a, a great year. Um, you know, a lot of ups and downs throughout it, as you'd expect with a new car that was introduced last year. There's a lot of learning curve that went along with it. Uh, but we peaked at the right time. And, and part of that was winning here um, in, in St. Louis. You know, we, we had we were actually kind of coming out of a slump. You know, we went through a couple of wrecks right before that. And then we were able to kind of get our head back above water after <laughs> leaving here in St. Louis it was great. You've won 32 races. You're 32 years old. Does one stand out? Is it Daytona in 2015? Um, I, I think there's, there's some that are obviously special and they stand out. Yes, Daytona's big. I would say the championship races are even bigger, or the races that get you to that are big. But I do also think, too, winning an inaugural event is something that's really special, right? And you think of what happened here at Worldwide Technology Raceway last year as the inaugural winner. Like, that's... This only happens the first time, one time. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, and yeah. so to, to get that, that was a special one for sure. Daytona was a close shave, this one. I mean, this last <laughs> one, oh my gosh. I, know. I said, Thank I think you. I watched it. I know. <laughs> but I watched it. I said, I think he just won it. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, it, it's just the way it turns out. I mean, you're now that you're removed from that a little bit how what are your feelings like looking back at it obviously at the time it's it's tough you're always gonna be frustrated being that close to winning the great american race and not winning it right like right there just a caution coming out a little sooner changes the 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 answer of who won the race but uh you know i mean we're in position we were doing everything correctly it is what it is. Um, you got to be in those positions multiple times to, to win. And so uh, as long as we're sitting there, right, and, and obviously we want to win that one. you got to wait a whole another year to have an opportunity to win the Daytona 500, but we were really close. Let's talk to fans who aren't as familiar with NASCAR. How would you sell the experience to a sports fan? This, Joey, is one of the best sports towns in the country. We saw it last year. They sold it out. There are a lot of people that, that want to go that couldn't go last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much selling needed yeah. <laughs> when you think about what NASCAR racing is and, and the uh, the event and the experience that you have, right? And I always say, if, if you've never watched a race on TV, that's okay. Just go, right? Just go to the racetrack, and then you have this whole experience. There's nothing like having 40 cars come blowing by you at 170 miles an hour. It's just nothing like it. You can't experience that anywhere else, bumper to bumper uh, and all that. I mean, there is nothing even comparable. And so you have to go to, to really do that. And so many times I've heard someone say, I've never watched NASCAR race, but I went once and now I am hooked. <laughs> it's just, it's such an, uh, a sport that just, it's easy to grab onto when you're there just because all the sights and sounds and feelings that you get. It is going to be amazing. Speaking of sounds, they'll have music. Dirk Bentley is going to close out the night on June 4th. The race is Sunday, June 4th, but it's a whole weekend of activity, June 2nd through the 4th. There's so much to take in. Qualifying Saturday, the race Sunday. It's the Enjoy Illinois 300 Worldwide Technology Raceway. Man, I mean, let's go. Let's do it. I'll see you there. Madison, Illinois will be the site five minutes from the arch. Joey Logano is the defending champion. Thank you so much for joining us for a few moments. All right. Thank you very much. See you in a month. And again, our congratulations to Curtis Francois, Chris Blair, and the great group at Worldwide Technology Raceway on their success, and to Kyle Busch, who won the race this past year. The Enjoy Illinois 300 rolls on as year number three is fast approaching at the racetrack. We'll take a break. When we come back, you never know what you're going to see or experience at the ballpark. And in the case of Lydia Olmsted, a special moment, and she's had a few that she will never forget. We will introduce you if you do not know Lydia and what happened to her 
in an incredible moment at Bush Stadium last year. I'm Tom Ackerman. We return to sports on a Sunday morning after these words. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We're back on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. Hope you're having a great Christmas Eve and looking forward to spending time with our friends and family here in the KMOX family. And from our family to yours, we wish you a very special holiday season. Lydia Olmstead had a very special moment at Bush Stadium, that's for sure, as we discovered at the ballpark something we had never seen before. There is something very special about the game of baseball something magical about the game of baseball, and in this case, something miraculous. We take you to the seats from last night. All right, I'm in the seats, section 147, with Lydia Olmstead, my longtime friend, who just did something that I have never done, and I've been to a lot of games. What did you do, Lydia? Well, Tom, I caught a foul ball. It just literally landed in my hand while I was sitting here in the seat. Evelyn was trying to duck and get out of the way, and then all of a sudden the ball was in my hand, and I was like, oh, I'm holding the ball, <laughs> and everyone was looking for it. I'll have you tell our audience why I am so in awe of the fact that you caught this baseball. Tell us about yourself, a longtime Cardinals fan and, again, a great friend of mine. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm 21, um, and I do also happen to be blind, um, so I don't have any sight, um, and also have a significant healing impairment. But yeah, again, it was just amazing how that ball just landed in my hand very gently. It was definitely meant to be, no question. Did you hear it off the bat, or did you hear the commotion of the people? A little bit of both, mostly the commotion and people scrambling to get out of the way. And I happened to be one of them, but yet it still landed right in my palm. Did Cardinals personnel come over to talk to you after that? They sure did, yes. Um, they actually were asking like who my favorite player is and let me know that they were going to send me a certificate in the mail for catching the ball. They might try to sign you up for something. I think that's, uh, that's a possibility, but that's a heck of a play. Have you let go of this ball since you caught it? Have you shared this with anybody? I see you holding it in your right palm right now. Yes. Well, I've had to set it down a couple times to message you and a few other people. But, yeah, I, I've been holding on to it really tight. You're here with your mom. Tell us about your family. So I'm with my mom, Julie. And, um, yeah, we come to games all the time. We love it here at Bush Stadium. What do the Cardinals do for you in your everyday life? I, I'll start. For me, the Cardinals are always there. You know, no matter what kind of a day you have, they're on the air. They're they're there for us. What is it for you? Well, I would definitely echo what you said. And for me, it's just everyone is so nice here at Bush Stadium. It's really like a second home for me. And a lot of people here, it, it just really feels like family to me. And um yeah, just the fact that everyone is so kind, so helpful, professional, and um, like you were saying too, um, you know, just the legacy of the Cardinals and all that this franchise does. I mean, what isn't there to love, right? I mean, I know, again, it's been a tough year, but overall, like, it's just so fun to 
come to games or listen on the radio. And yeah, that, that's the main reasons that I really love the Cardinals. Lydia, what is next for you? And it's coming soon. Yes. Um, so I have a few things coming up. Um, I'm going to be the keynote speaker at the statewide Services for Independent Living conference uh, in Missouri. Uh, it'll be in downtown Columbia this upcoming Monday night. And then the following Monday, I'm going to be the first ever recipient of the Senator Chuck Graham Award, um, which is intended to uh, recognize individuals with disabilities who are advocating in the community. Congratulations on that. It's very, very, very much deserved. And I cannot wait to see what's next for you. You've done so much. You're only 21. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to catch up with you. Congratulations on a great catch. Thank you so much. Thank you for the interview. Our thanks to Lydia and her mom, Julie, for helping set that up. It certainly was one of our favorite moments. And by our viewers and listeners, it was certainly one of the most popular interviews we did on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday morning all season long. When we come back, it's Bill Bradley, the former U.S. Senator, the terrific Basketball Hall of Famer, and Crystal City native on his Lifetime Achievement Award at the Musial Awards, which aired this afternoon at 4 o'clock on CBS. I'm Tom Ackerman. We'll be back. Sports on a Sunday morning, sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Bill Schmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Christmas Eve on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. And now a look at Bill Bradley, as I had a chance to visit with the former U.S. Senator, his great honor at the Musial Awards and setting up what will be a very special night at 4 o'clock late this afternoon. They will be airing this special on CBS. Pass underneath for Dissinger, lays it up, blocked by a raid, pulled down by Russell, up court with Bradley on the left, a pass to Bradley, jump shot, left side, go! On the Quiver River Electric guest line is Crystal City native, former U.S. Senator and New York Knicks Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Bradley is with us on KMOX. Is that a young Marv Albert I heard right there also making his <laughs> debut? I, I don't know. I, I think... It had to be Marv, but I didn't sound like him. I know. I think that was a young Marv Albert, about 25, 26 <laughs> years old. What do you, what, yeah. before... In your introduction, you forgot to mention that I worked for KMOX. Yes, you did. For, and and for two all, years. Uh, we appreciate that. We also appreciate your service as an Air Force veteran. And uh, there's so much about your resume and your life. Uh, that is going to be celebrated. But let me start with this. What does this mean to you to be associated with sportsmanship and the great Stan Musial receiving this Lifetime Achievement Award? Well, it's very moving for me as a kid growing up in Crystal City. Uh, Stan Musial was my you know, childhood sports hero. And, um, you know, I, I would, uh, my, my father would take me to games and, We'd watch the Cardinals at old, drive up Grand Avenue to Old Sportsman's Park and watch uh, the Cardinals play. And, of course, Stan the Man was the guy. And he was the clutch hitter for me. It was always the guy that came through. 
obviously didn't come through all the time, but he was he, he came through when more times than not and deserved it. And when he got 3,000 hits, it was like I got 3,000 hits. I was so proud of him. I remember being at his memorial service at the Cathedral Basilica and listening to Bob Costas deliver the eulogy and tears were streaming down my face. And when I left that day, I said, I want to be more like Stan Musial. And I think that that is echoed by so many people around the country and particularly here in St. Louis. How did you apply what you saw and learned from Stan Musial in your own life? Uh I think that he was a gentleman. Uh, I think he was a professional, you know, a, a great athlete and a professional a competitor. But he was also a gentleman, and he always conducted himself outside the game with dignity and respect. And um, I, that was a very important model for me early on. Obviously, my parents were the biggest model for me. But um, he, in terms of sports, it was uh, Stan Musial and Bob Pettit. Those were the two when I was growing up. You grew up in Crystal City, as I mentioned, played basketball at a very high level there, and then Princeton and the New York Knicks. I'll get into that in just a moment, but take me back to the days as Crystal City, making your name as a player. What kind of a, uh, an experience was it? It was great. I still have a lot of friends. They're going to be at the ceremony on uh, Saturday. And, um, you know, we had a great coach in Arville Pope, um, and I was lucky to have that kind of coach. He was a strict disciplinarian, um, and he gave us some leeway to create on the court. And I had great teammates. Uh, as I said, I think one or two will be at the event on Saturday. And uh, But we never won the state championship. We lost to St. Louis U High in my in my junior year in high school, uh, with the state championship was always played at uh, Wash U Fieldhouse, and we lost in my junior year to CBC in the semifinals. And then we lost to St. Louis U High in the finals of my uh, my senior year. So we never got to win the the big title. I had to wait till I got to the pros to be a champion, but uh, we came close in Crystal City. We lost by one point. And um, it was uh, it was a sad night, but you know, more more fuel to the fire to excel down the road. Yeah, it's a learning experience for sure. You came very close, and then you, as I mentioned, went to Princeton, and then made your name in the NBA with the New York Knicks. I am a Knicks fan. Uh, I grew up here in St. Louis, but I do root for the Knicks. And my feeling is that it has been a you've while. Had a, you've had a tough time for the last 30 years, 40 been, years, maybe 50 years. It's been a long time. But my feeling is that when the Knicks are good, you know, you can talk Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, Rangers, Islanders, Brooklyn Nets, or whatever the teams are. When the Knicks are good, the city's different. Uh, do, you, do you feel that way? And take me back to the early 70s when you won two of them in 1970 and 73. Yeah, I think uh, playing in Madison Square Garden before 19,500 people uh, who knew the game, who often applauded the pass, who led to the pass, who led to the basket. And um, in New York itself, with all the attention that shined on uh, a successful team. And I think the city was taken with our selflessness and our teamwork and the fact that we won. 
and it was a unique time in the, the first championship. I think that was the year that the Mets won and the Jets won and the Knicks won. So all three teams became champions in the same year. And uh, it was a magical time. Uh, but you can't take the championships away from the people I played with. I mean, Willis Reed, uh, Walt Frazier, Dick Barnett, uh, Earl Monroe, Jerry Lucas, and my roommate, Dave DeBusher. Uh, you know, we, we were, and of course, Phil Jackson, um, we were a group of people who respected each other and were selfless and disciplined and played a game that we all knew that no one of us could be as good as all five of us could be together. A final word with Bill Bradley, the former Senator, Basketball Hall of Famer, and recipient of the Stan Musial Lifetime Achievement Award on Saturday. I also should have introduced you as an author because you've written seven books, two of which focus on the values of fair play and sportsmanship. What did you try to, what message did you give and do you give uh, to those who are playing sports? Well, one of the books is called Values of the Game, and I write about the values that I learned uh, playing basketball, which is you know, courage, discipline, respect, selflessness, uh, imagination, responsibility, and others, um, and how you learn those at an early age. And if you, if you have a great coach, or at least a good coach who does teach team, basketball you learn those values by the time you're in high school sometimes earlier and your ability might not be able to take you all the way to the pros but those values stay with you for your whole life and um, i wanted to celebrate those uh, and that's why i wrote the values of the game congratulations um, oh yeah please yeah no and <laughs> So for me, it's a, you know, the Musical Award is a tremendous honor. Um, as I said, he was my childhood hero, and I just did a performative autobiography that will premiere on HBO on February 1st. And in the biography, I talk, I talk about Stan. I do an imitation of him uh, <laughs> with, his, with his crouch and his bat. <laughs> so... He's always on my mind, even when I was creating this autobiography. I love it. We might need to see that on Saturday at Stiefel Theater. Uh, MusicalAwards.com. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you Saturday. Thank you very much for this. Again, 4 o'clock on CBS today. It is the Musial Awards. And Bill Bradley, Adam Wainwright among the honorees. What was an incredible night. I can't wait to see how they edit this down to just one hour on CBS. With all the NFL going on, they will get big ratings on CBS today for the Musial Awards, that's for sure. What an awesome event the St. Louis Sports Commission puts on in downtown St. Louis each and every year. If you get a chance to go and be part of that studio audience, essentially is what that is, uh, you will be blown away. Mike Bush does a terrific job hosting, Mark Schreiber producing. It's a good one, the Musial Awards in downtown St. Louis. Well, thanks for being with us on this Christmas Eve. Sports on a Sunday morning wraps up now on KMOX. We look forward to bringing you the Jack Buck Awards following the new news here on KMOX. Happy holidays. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.